Welcome to Sports Analysis Network Football. I'm your uncle Abdul Hamid Abdukarim. You can also call me Football Jurist. Yes, in this episode, we shall be doing a review of the games that went down in the UEFA Champions League. We shall also be talking about the games that went down in the UEFA Europa League, especially the game involving FC Barcelona, who have advanced to the quarterfinal stage of that competition. Yes, and of course, as usual, we shall be doing a preview of the games that shall be going down in the top five leagues in Europe over the weekend. I shall have, uh, yes, I shall not be working alone. I have with me Alabiolo or Toby. I mean, Toby, it's good to have you on the podcast. It's, I mean, that has been a while that we have that we've had you. Yes, in the preview podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back on the show for Boris. It's always a pleasure to be able to anchor one of these shows with you. Um, my guy, good day to our listeners fan, right? Good day for Vogueries. I hope to entertain our listeners. Yes, of course, we are here to educate and entertain our listeners. Where has do we start? Let's start from the UEFA Champions League. Yes, I mean, Toby, let's start from the one that went down. Had a theater of dreams, turned the theater of nightmares for Manchester United fans. Where Manchester United got beaten by Atletico Madrid by a goal to nil. I mean, I mean, to be the two, I mean, the season can't get any worse for the Red Devils. But then the, the, the trails were already there, football jury. So you have to admit it, the trails were already there. Over the past couple of years, Manchester United has always fluttered. At the um, Old Trafford of Tears, or whatever it is they call it, we've always slaughtered at the Trafford of Tears in the round 16. They, they were Sevilla, there was this other team. They usually usually fluff their lines in Trafford, in, in Stadium of Tears, every time in the round of 16. So, I mean, the trails were already there. It's there for everyone to see, from Ole now to um, Ragnick. It's still the same thing. The same problem is still lingering around. They, they are, okay, more, more interestingly, more interestingly is the fact that they failed to score in like three appearances in the round of 16 at Old Trafford. So it's it, it's it's more of a thing. It's, it's more of a culture to them. Like, they expect to crash out at the round of 16 if you don't win the first leg. So it's expected now. I, I really don't know. I really don't find it surprising. As my United fans found it surprising because I felt I personally felt that they, they don't have what it takes to beat Atletico Madrid. That's why the fact that Atletico Madrid is on the bad form of run, I felt like they didn't have what it takes to beat Atletico Madrid, and that was all played out. Crashing mm. out, crashing out has become a culture at Manchester United, according to Toby. That one deep. I mean, I mean, I mean, Toby. I mean, it's not even about crashing out, but the manner of crashing out. I mean, just look at the Manchester United squad. Going to the new season, we thought they had a squad that we able to compete in. I mean, for for the top, I mean, for the top honors. But here we have today the top players are struggling. Even Bruno Fernandes, I mean, who had, I mean, who had been brilliant up on up on this up until yes, up until this moment, is no way to be found any longer. I mean, he spent more time complaining to the referee, I mean, than playing actual football. I want to talk, I want to talk about Paul Pogba, and of course, what about Doctor Rashford? I mean, right, I mean, you could see the incident that happened between him and the fans. I mean, what I mean, I mean, what else can, can we say about this Manchester United side? Honestly, there's there, there is nothing we 
could use to justify this match because I think they have all the vital ingredients to to make a brilliant team. They make a brilliant lineup. They have Jordan Sancho, email someone of immense talents. Jordan Sancho has immense talent. They have Bruno Fernandes, a, a, a classic playmaker on his day. They have Paul Pogba, who has somehow not unlocked his talent yet after his fourth season at the Old Trafford. They have the some people's goals, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, this this team is star-studded. They have Varane, a season Champions League winner. Um, they have staff started players all over the pitch, but then they still cannot make it work. They still cannot find the right, the right frequency to make to keep to keep them going, to tune in and to keep them going. I, I it's sad at this point yeah, because these guys keep on spending at least a minimum of 50 million every season and they still can't find the right recipe to get to get the job done. Let's 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 see what's what they have to say this season because they are going trophyless again. Hmm. Yes, they are going trophyless. I mean, <laughs> I mean, their hopes of even making it top four. I mean, it's also dashing by the day. I mean, talking, uh, Toby, I mean, in 40 seconds, let's talk about Atletico Madrid. I mean, Atletico Madrid, I mean, they've not had the best of seasons struggling in the Spanish La Liga. I mean, but then, yes, yes, in the group stage also, we should not forget that though they didn't have, the, I mean, they didn't have the best performances in the group stage, but then they still qualified in the group. They also had AC Milan. And they went to the Old Trafford, and the Old Trafford became a theater of dreams for Diego Simone's men. I mean, we have to applaud them. Yeah, kudos to them, honestly. Despite the fact that they're having a terrible season, a not-so-good season. I mean, they're still mustering up the courage and still getting out the wins in when Champions League, where it matters more. I feel like Diego Simone is caught out for cup games. I think he knows he's only in cup games. He's not top tier at cup games, but he knows his way around cup games, so... That's 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 um, knowledge and expertise coming to fall in the long run if they don't meet any super super side. Mm. All right, so uh, yes, quickly let's talk about Juventus. Mm. Juventus also become another heavyweight that got knocked out of the competition, and they got knocked out by they got knocked out by Villarreal in a very shameful manner at Alain Arena in front of their home fans by three all replied goals. It's I mean, a very shameful thing, honestly. A very, very shameful thing. It's too shameful of a thing. Like it's a very shameful manner. I, I, I cannot just stop. I, cannot, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's it's very disappointing because Juventus go to Messi. They had most of the chances in the first half. You saw that game. They were they were unstoppable during that first half. They had they had a blitz of attack. They kept on swarming into Villarreal's defense. Um, Unai Emery kept on using the Allegri around football tactics to defend, but then. They could not convert their chances. I think Vlaovic went very close um, with hitting the, the uprights at the first half. Also, Morata kept on spawning chances after chances, but they really have themselves to blame, honestly, because there is no excuse for failure. They have themselves to blame. They just need to pick themselves up and try again next year. But honestly, I think Italian football on the whole is in a mess currently. So, and also, like I've always said, also I've not, I don't even said on the podcast. I feel like Italian footballs, um, the, the, the clubs don't, they don't have. Managers are cut out for cup games. Like they don't have managers are cut out for cup games. Most of their managers are cut out for um, league games, like a, a, a competition that keeps on spanning, uh, continuous span, not knockout competitions. Unlike the the, the the legendary knockout competition players, Pep, um, Asalotti, Sochel, uh, maybe Klopp. Most most of the managers in Serie A are cut out for league games, continuous games, not knockout games. But then it is nobody's fault they are not cut out. So they need they need to incorporate this habit because cup is something that keeps on reoccurring every season. It's something you have to strive for to win to be to be recognized among the elite teams. Um, kudos to Villarreal for dispersing and dispatching Juventus emphatically in front of their so-called 
old lady arena. Mm. I mean, can we give? I mean, can, can we applaud Oda Henry now? I mean, I mean, I think this guy's career has gone under the radar. I mean, look at the CV. I mean, he's got he has got a better CV than the less of Mauricio Pochettino, but then he has he's not getting enough PR. Exactly. Yeah, we should we should applaud him. Or like applauding that fraud Pochettino that cannot win anything with his starts with PSG side. I mean, do that on Emery. On on Emery has done brilliantly for himself. Honestly, you should applaud him. Kudos to him. I mean, let's talk Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea also went to France to, I mean, to complete the job they started in the first leg between them, between, yes, in the first leg between themselves and Lille. I mean, Lille got the, we should not forget that Chelsea defeated Lille in the first leg by two goals to nil. In the second leg, Lille took the, uh, for, I mean, scored the first goal, but Chelsea rallied back and they got the victory by two goals to one. I mean, with the crisis going on in Chelsea, but then this team be doing very well on the pitch of play. I mean, that is four consecutive or five consecutive wins, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, kudos were good. Kudos must go to Thomas Tuchel and his boys. Yeah, kudos, kudos to him, honestly. We should not reserve any of the kudos. He deserves it fully. And this this goes to iron out. This goes to further strengthen the, the cup coach game I was talking about. Look at Tuchel. Tuchel in cup in cup games is a different ball game entirely than the Tuchel in the league. He rarely loses cup games. Occasionally loses cup game and congratulations to Tuchel again once again for surpassing the Zidane's all-time winning record in the first EPL and um, first 50 Champions League matches. Um, yesterday's match made it 32 straight victory for Thomas Tuchel and uh, 32 victories in 50 matches for Thomas Tuchel, which is a landmark. Uh, a landmark. Sorry, kudos to the best for dispatching Lily off emphatically. Mm. All right, kudos to Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel for dispatching Lille emphatically. I mean, Toby, take, let's take a look at the remaining teams in the FFPS, remaining the competition. Who's your favourite? Uh, honestly, I don't want to have any favourites because you know, due to personal sentiments, because I don't want anybody coming close to AC Milan that's one seven. Because I feel like Bayern Munich Liverpool are two people that might win this championship, but then if they win it, they'll come close to to come too close to a similar, it will be too close to comfort zone. So I, I feel like I, I would rather Manchester City win it or Real Madrid than Bayern and Liverpool. So I'll be going for Manchester City and Madrid. No chance for Chelsea. I mean, to defend the title they won last year. Um, I Chelsea will try, but honestly, I don't feel like they have what it takes to defend the title. I don't think they have that extra push like they didn't add back in the days. I don't think they have that. All right. Let's quickly talk about the UEFA Europa League. Yes, UEFA Europa League. I mean, why would we be talking about UEFA Europa League if not for the participation of FC Barcelona? Yes, FC Barcelona went to Turkey to defeat Galatasaray. Galatasaray by two goals to one. Courtesy of a goal from Pedri. And of course, the man in form, Pierre-Hemrick Aubameyang. I mean, Toby, the rejected stone of Arsenal. Has become the cornerstone for Barcelona. Honestly, he has become the cornerstone and is now the focal point for goals at Barcelona. Honestly, it's quite a story because um, Aubameyang has always been a striker that knows how to score goals out of nothing. He's always there to score goals. So I really did not understand his difficulty. Is is difficult patch at Arsenal under Arteta scoring goals this season? But then. Kudos to him for 
for turning around his career at this point in time because everyone felt he's done and dusted. That what does he have to offer this Barcelona side? But lo and behold, look at him popping up goals, popping up important goals, left and right, left and right, left and right. A little bit here, a little bit there. Kudos to him. I appreciate what Xavi has done with him. I appreciate what Xavi is doing with the boys. Also, the boys are feeling more confident now. Let's hope they can. Uh, I don't know. They could. They could drag the El Clasico with Madrid in this coming weekend. Let's hope so. Yes, I mean, I win the, I mean, I win the Europa League. Honestly, I don't put it past them. They, they stand a fair chance because the teams that are left there are not really teams that would really bother them. Um, I think the only team that can bother them might actually be Braga and Atlanta. I don't feel like if they meet Rangers, they will dispatch Rangers. Maybe okay, maybe Leon too. This this week is finding is having it difficult to qualify. I think the match has been postponed. I think automatic qualification now for this week. They're meeting a, a Russian side, so yes, automatic. So. Uh, so uh, Those teams, I don't think any other. Oh, so it seems Sevilla is still in the competition, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, at the moment, as time I think Sevilla is still West Ham, yes, I... because it's at the moment, I think they are still, yes, I think we're in the competition at the moment. We, we have not, we, yeah, the match, the match has not ended at the time of recording, so I don't know anyone. So it's still an open competition, but Barcelona has the higher odds of winning the competition, honestly. All right, quickly, let's move, let's go to the our preview segment. Yes, let's start from the Spanish La Liga, where the biggest game, the biggest game in Europe shall be happening over the course of the weekend. I mean, we are talking about the Air Classico, which will be going at the Santiago Bernabeu, where Real Madrid will be playing host to Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona are undefeated in their last 11 games in all competitions. And they will be facing against the Real Madrid side, who are also in the all-run of form. I mean, to be Real Madrid. I've won their last five air classical games. In fact, Barcelona, they are yet to taste a defeat against their first rival, Barcelona, since 2019. I mean, what, what should you be expecting from this encounter? Honestly, I, 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 I will be tempted to say it's a straight victory, just like the first leg was a straight victory for Marcelotti against, um, was it Coleman? Yes. But now things have changed. See, there's a new sheriff in town. Zavi is a new sheriff. Zavi Ball is in town. So anything will go on. And coupled with the fact that Real Madrid is not, they're not as emphatic as they were in the beginning of the season. So I feel like this game is going to be a, a little bit open, not a KG affair, not a close KG affair that teams will be doing chalangba, chalangba. This thing, it's all boils down to who can create more and who can create something out of nothing in the twinkle of an eye. Like who can do this thing very, very fast. I feel like Real Madrid has an edge because they have more experienced players and people that are um, they, 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 they know how to handle the pressure of this kind of encounters, this kind of top encounters, or like Barcelona. Um, but I won't write Barcelona down. I feel like it's going to be a very close affair, but I'll still give it to Real Madrid to win because the record, I mean, the record speaks for itself. Right, Toby is going for Real Madrid. Toby, quickly, let's do a combined 11 of Real Madrid and Barcelona at the moment. Yeah, here you go. Um, Cotua in goal, 100%. Um, we have Alaba, Melitao. Um, I think. We should have, should we? We should have Vasquez and Alba. Yes, Vasquez and Alba. They will interchange. Vasquez then, over, uh, Vasquez over um, Kavaha? Mm, yes, Vasquez over Kavaha. Kavaha has not been brilliant to me. This is, I think Vasquez has added more going forward than Kavaha. Vasquez and Alba. Um, and the, in the middle of the pack, uh, you can't rule out the fact that 
Pedri has been brilliant. I have Pedri there first. Tony Cruz, it's going to be a difficult one choosing between um De Young and I don't know maybe Casemiro or Modric. So, but then I'll I'll pick experience over Young because this this is the match that requires experience. I'm um, going for Casemiro instead of Modric. So I'm going for Casemiro. So I have a more balanced midfield. Casemiro, Cruz, and Pedri. Then in my attack, Benzema first. First spade in the attack is Benzema. Then uh, on the flank, I'll have Vinicius Jr. Uh, but yeah, here's my problem. I don't know if Ferran Torres can play the opposite side of the wing. Uh, I'll be uh, Dembele, Vinicius Jr., Dembele, and Benzema. All right. Man, Toby. Couture. Huh? Yes, of course. Couture in goal. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's almost a whole Real Madrid defense. Yes, at centre back. You said Militao and Alaba. At left back, Jordi Alba for Barcelona. At right back, Lucas Vasquez. In the midfield, Casemiro, Tony Cruz, who has the most passes. He has the who has the most passes into the final third this season in the Spanish La Liga. Yes, and of course, the young man from Barcelona, Pedri, up front, Smart and Bailey, Vinicius Junior, and Karim Benzema. What a team! Unfortunately, we will not be able to have that. That can only happen in your fantasy, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> in my, <in> my dream league. <laughs> right, Volcano will be playing host to Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid will be hoping to boost their top four chances. I mean, four games, four wins out of the last four. They'll be facing against the Rival Volcano side who are winless in their last six games. In fact, they've lost their last, they, they mean they've lost five of their last six games. It should be, I mean, still in the park for Diego Simone's boys. Oh, see. Football Joyce, I honestly did not know what happened to wherever I can because at some point these guys were impenetrable at home. Their home form was the best in the league, but at the turn of the year, all of a sudden everything just came crashing down. But then these things we are, we have seen this kind of situation happen over and over and over again with new teams coming into the top division league, relegation teams um, coming from second league to the top division league. We've seen them having a beautiful, brilliant run of games, and all of a sudden everything just come crashing down like they crash down from 100 to 10 percent. I think that was happening to River kind of currently, but then it's just sad to see because these guys have been brilliant. I mean, they zip are so now mad. They dispatch a top team emphatically at home, also one goal to new. I don't know, I can't remember what the team they dispatch, but it's just sad. Um, like, like you said, Real Madrid, I think Madrid is currently resurgent in the league. They are they're having a brilliant run of games, so they're they they finding their mojo back. So I feel like I think Madrid will come out on top of this game. They, I feel I feel like it's going to be a close victory, a one new or two new kind of victory for the Real Madrid. They've not lost in their last three La Liga matches. So, sorry, not in the last four La Liga matches. They scored at least two goals in the last four La Liga matches, which has been so brilliant. So I say I feel like they, if they bring this form into this game, they'll dispatch Real Valacano. Mm. All right, tattoo pretenders. Sevilla at the Santa Pijuan Stadium we play no school rest side that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the goal for Sevilla now has got to be they can't, I mean, they can't just bottle the chance of finishing the top for Toby or can they? I, I don't know. This, this, these things are not that easy to predict, honestly. Football you Sevilla has themselves to blame because I feel like they've drawn too many matches this season. How do you draw 11 matches before game game week 30? You join eleven matches as a game with twenty years. How do you how, how do you find yourself in that precarious situation? But then it has helped them. Eh? They, have, they have the best defense in the league. They've considered yes, they do, but but they don't score much. If only scored exactly, they don't score much. They, they they draw too much also. So if if they were if, if they were better going forward, I feel like 
it's have been a very close title race between them, but now you see a very close title race. I mean, there's still just four points between Real Madrid and Sevilla. So anything could still happen. It could still go either ways. Honestly, it could still go either ways. Couple with the, yeah? I think there's, there's 10 points between Real Madrid and Sevilla at the moment. Real Madrid and Sevilla, 10 points. Yes. Oh, yes. sorry. Yes, yes. Yes, sorry. I, I, I was using my knowledge from weeks ago. It's 10 points between them now. So, sorry, sorry, so sorry. Because they, they did the last couple of matches. So, I feel like if they did not draw the last couple of matches, it will have been a closer affair. It will have still been four points. But now, I feel like <laughs> their draws have come to on them. But I really don't think they will both to top four. I think they have top four locked on because it's like five, is it five or six points different between them and Barcelona. I think Madrid is on 51 points. Sevilla is on 56 of seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like five point difference between these three teams. And I don't think they would fluff their lines so terribly and miss out on top four and, and make Betis or Sociedad clinch the top four. But then you can't put it past them. Anything can happen in football. They've not lost three matches this season. They've lost only two matches this season. So I don't really think they are, they, will, they will be that terrible in their remaining games. I mean, this Sevilla is a very strange side. They've lost just two games all season. <laughs> These are the table looks like at the moment. Real Madrid sits comfortably, first on a log, 66 points out of 28 round of games. Sevilla, 56 points out of 28 round of games. Barcelona, 27 games, 51 points. Real Atletico Madrid, 51, they've amassed 51 points out of 28 games, and they sit in fourth position. To be without wasting much time, let's go to the English Premier League. Yes, there will be some games going down in the Premier League, especially for teams that are not involved in the FA Cup. Let's start from the one that will be involving Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal at home. Sorry, Arsenal will be traveling to the Villa Park to, to face Aston Villa. I mean, to be Arsenal chances of finishing the top four got dented by a defeat to Liverpool by two goals to nil. And they'll be facing against the Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa side. Arsenal cannot afford to drop more points, Toby. Yeah, they cannot afford to drop more points. They have to be to be more stern going forward. They need to be more wicked. Kondaju, Kala. They need to do all those kind of things going forward now because they can't afford to drop point point. They, they need to seal this top four position. They need to seal this gap they have over Manchester United. And if possible, increase the gap in, 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 a, in a very annoying way. Increase it's like seven-point lead. So Manchester United does not even dream about making Champions League to come and waste our time in Champions League. So I feel like Arsenal has what it takes to do this kind of thing. They have two games at hand. One is against Atletico Madrid, um, against Aston Villa, sorry. I think the other one is against Chelsea. So if they can at least get the point against Aston Villa, um, well, things are good. Things are still looking good for them. Against Liverpool, there's really nothing they could do against Liverpool. They, I, I didn't think they stood a chance to win against Liverpool because Liverpool were in one of the hottest forms of the of season. They're in one of the hottest forms of the season. So, Against Aston Villa, I feel like they have what it takes to, to dispatch um, Gerard's men, coupled with the fact that Gerard's men are coming off a 2 1 defeat to West Ham again. So I feel like Aston stands a better chance to dispatch them because this Arsenal bloods, I mean, their blood is auto. They don't want to, they don't like taking chances. Hmm. All of them are fighting for victories. So I feel they will come out on top. Yes, Tottenham will be playing also West Ham. I mean, Tottenham also. They, you just sit for two points. 
So you have three points adrift of their family, the arch rival Arsenal. I mean, and they have a game, they also have a game in hand. I mean, what do you expect from Antonio Conte's men in this encounter? So, Tottenham shot themselves on the foot. They they literally threw away their top four hoops into the bin by themselves. They trashed it with, with their inconsistent pattern of play. They win against the top teams, they lose against the little teams tomorrow. They, Four wins, three losses. They did that against Bond, they did that against Sutton. They went to Man City one. So they really shot themselves in the foot. So I, I exactly they shot themselves, they shot themselves in the foot. So I don't think they, they still stand a chance to make the top four. Their chances are very slight, just as slight as much as their chances are. But then this is football, anything can happen. Any moment from anything can happen. So I um against West Ham, I I, I think. Tottenham would they have what it takes to dispatch them. Coupled with the fact that my boy Kulusevski is back in form, like this, my boy, I really wish we went to Milan. The guy, the guy has been a menace to the society in, in, in sports. Like, I mean, yeah, you can everybody has seen what this capable of doing. He keeps on popping up these assists, left, right, dazzling, dancing around the field. I think um, he's finally finding his rhythm back in sports. And um, thank God for Kane also. Kane is finding his rhythm back on that country. Conte, Kulusevski are two resurgent players under Conte. They are finding their form back. Let's hope Son also joins them very soon and they'll be full trust. Um, I, I will still give Tottenham the victory because um, West Ham's most influential player is going to be out of that match. Bowen, I think Jared Bowen is out injured. So it's just going to be left to um, side Benrama, um, Fonal, Lanzini and Antonio to do the dirty work. But then I don't think those guys can handle the pressure. I don't think they can handle the pressure against Tottenham. How the table looks like at the moment, as yes, in the English Premier League, Manchester City sits with one bottom on top of the log, 70 points after 29 out of games. Liverpool sits closely in second position, 59 points after 29 out of games. Chelsea sits in third, 59 points after 23 out of games. Arsenal completes the top four, 51 points after 27 out of games. To be quickly, let's talk about the Italian Serie A. Yes, in the Italian Serie A, over the week, let's start from the game that we're going to at the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium, where title for Napoli will play host to Udinese. I mean, Napoli playing host to a team who have won just one out of their last three games. You expect Napoli to make it back-to-back wins in this game, and uh, Toby. Honestly, these games on paper look like something that Napoli will show to victory. It will just walk, it's a walk in the park, it looks like. But then it is not so because it is common knowledge that teams that are battling relegation always prove to be um, a difficult meet for these kind of top teams in the league during this kind of period, during the conclusion of the league period. So this match could easily go south for Napoli if they are not careful, if they don't cover the chances, it could go south. But then Napoli has the edge. I feel like if Napoli takes their chances early on, they will win the match. But if they don't, if they, were, if they are careless, Business could come out to the join this match. Inter Milan had the San Siro to be playing those to Fiorentina. I mean, this is Fiorentina side that have amassed 10 points out of their last six games. I mean, compared to Inter Milan, who have only earned six points out of their last eight, out of the out of the last 18, out of your possible 18. I mean, Inter Milan this, afford to drop more points. The internet can afford to drop on points, honestly, because if they keep dropping points at this point in time, the league will just be out of sight, out of mind and out of sight. Florentina, like you said, amassed 10 points in their last um, couple of matches, which has not been superb, but then 
they could they, they could work with that. Um, they, that. That is ten in four matches. This match is going to be a very close affair. Coupled with the fact that Fiorentina is, I think they are they are, they are in form currently. Yes, they are in form in the last cup. The last five matches, they are form in the last five matches better than Inter Milan zone. Um, but Inter Milan will come into this game trying to make a statement to everyone in the league that look, guys, we are still in the running for this Scudetto. Let's see how far we can go. So it's going to be a very quick, very KG affair, very close affair. But Inter Milan's head to head record against Fiorentina is very brilliant. It's in their favor. So I'll be tipping Inter Milan to come out victorious in this encounter. All right. Scaglari facing tabletop pass. Yes. And the league joint most informed team is Milan. I mean, Cagliari have lost back to back games. I mean, we expect AC Milan to make it back to back to back losses for Cagliari to be. Yeah, we expect this to make it back to back to back losses for Cagliari. But like I said, with Dan Napoli in his prediction, these kind of games are tricky ties. They are very tricky. Like these teams are poisonous teams. Cagliari sits since Milan sits number one at the table. And we've seen it over the past couple of games. AC Milan struggle against all these kind of bottom teams. So the game, the game is going to be open. I'm going to leave the game open. But and we also see this Cagliari team try to demolish AC Milan last season. They drew 0 0 with AC Milan when AC Milan needed. Points to secure Champions League. They came, they kept on for Milan. Let's hope they will not frustrate this Milan this season. Let's hope AC Milan has enough to take them past Cagliari. I, I, I don't put it past them to find a draw again, but I would tip Milan to win, coupled with the fact that um, Ibrahimovic is coming back into the team. It's not going to be extra motivation for the boys to win and seal their number one position and their hopes to win this Scudetto. It's Milan for the win. Fosa Milano. <laughs> you never disappoint. Yes, Juventus at their last zero. Now we put, we'll be hoping to put their Champions League. Disappoint, I mean, disappointing uh, performance aside as the play host to Salernitana. Salernitana, who have drawn five and lost one of their last six games. You, remember, you expect Juventus to make it four wins out of four, Toby? Yeah, we expect Juventus to make it four wins out of four. And probably the fact that Juventus is one of the most informed teams in the league. They are unbeaten in the league since November. I feel like this game is going to be just something like a stroll in the park. But that is not that is not always the fact. That's not always the matter. Against this relegation team, these relegation teams are teams that you should be very wary against at this point in the league. Because they'll be fighting for survival and they'll use their own to go by you. That is just it. So if Juventus, like I said, against Napoli, they can take their chances and have a level head, clear-headedness early on in the game, I think they would not struggle. They will, they will dispatch them like Inter dispatched them 5 0. But if they don't take their chances and they don't get in the rhythm early on, I think they will draw just like Esmeralda drew against them. Because this is like Italian, they've, they, they, they form a habit of drawing teams. They've drawn four, they've drawn five of the last six matches. Drawn five of the last six matches. Can you imagine how horrible these people are just trying to make everybody draw, 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 draw? So if Italian don't find their rhythm early on, Juventus don't find their rhythm early on, I think they will end up having to share points with Salinitana. Salinitana, Sevilla. Sevilla version 2.0. <laughs> Let's talk about the debut de la capital. Roma and the Stadio Olimpico will be playing host to Lazio. I mean, these two sides share the same stadium. I mean, the, I mean, Roma, both sides are still open. They can finish in the top four. And just one point separate both sides at the moment. Lazio have 49 points. Roma have 48 points. I mean... They really don't have any chance of, of any top four football dreams. Don't give them any hope. There's no chance. The hope has gone. That ship has sailed. They don't have any chance. But then this is a battle for supremacy. Battle for the for the for for for, for the for, for I don't know so for supremacy, yes. Battle for the um the originality. Like both of them are, are both teams from Rome. So they want to battle for the supremacy of who has the bragging rights in Rome. Um I, I personally feel Mourinho will dispatch Palette. Um Mourinho dispatch is it 
um sorry and his boys Moino dispatch sorry and his boys because Moino side they I think they have they have this thing they have this zeal in them against these teams they dispatch at Atlanta they dispatch a couple of top dogs recently so I feel like Roma has what it takes Lazio is not really top tier this season I don't think they will, they will prove much of a problem but then the, the major problem in Lazio is serial immobility that's the major problem in Lazio if you can shut him up you shut Lazio up but if you can't all the best to you. You know, Immobili, who is the high goal scorer in the league at the moment, 21 goals with 21 goals. This is how the table looks like in this Italian Serie A at the moment. AC Milan sits in first position with three points out of 29 round of games. Just three points more than Napoli, who have played the same number of games. Inter sits in third, 59 points out of 28 games, while Juventus complete the top four. 56 points out of 29 out of games. Toby, let's quickly, talk, let's quickly go to the German Bundesliga. Yes, it seems we have <laughs> German Bundesliga is getting interesting. Yes, at a point, you thought Bayern Munich were going to run away with the title. As it stands, only four points separate Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. And we still have the Da Classica. Coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes, over the weekend, Bayern Munich at the Alliance Arena. We're playing O's to Union Berlin, who are still hoping that they can finish in the top four. This is an Union Berlin side who have just one victory in their last six games against a not too close Bayern Munich side. Just two wins after the last four games. I mean, what should you be expecting from this game, Toby? Holy shit. You know, you know, Berlin. Um, I, I really don't think you know Berlin has anything to offer. They can't even try to stop Bayern Munich. They are, they are true to the league. They, they really don't, they really don't have what it takes to stop them because I mean, this Bayern Munich team, they, 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 they disappoint when you don't expect them to disappoint. Yes, and they, they've done that a couple of times this season. But then I think this is the conclusive stages of the league. I, I feel like they figured out what they need to do now, and they might come up with the victory in this match. That's that is not. That is not trying to disregard um in non-Berlin or anything. I'm not disregarding them. Bayern Munich just coming off with one-one draw against Sofia. I'm not disregarding, but I feel like Bayern Munich has what it takes in this kind of crunch times. They 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 have what it takes to to focus and win the league. All right, FC Köln will be playing host to Borussia Dortmund. I mean Borussia Dortmund as it stands. Ah, this joint most for, most joint most informed team in the league at the moment. They've earned 13 points out of the part of the possible in team, and they find themselves in the title race. I mean, can Borussia Dortmund keep up this good run of form? Um, Borussia Dortmund can continue their good run of form. I, 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 they, I think they are, they are now trying to be resurgent. They are trying to, to be resurgent. Like after, after they've had a terrible mid-season game, they are trying to resurgence. They are trying to find their module back. Um, I wish them luck, honestly, but I think it's a little bit too late at this point in time to try to resurgence. But anything can happen. Anything can happen. This is for anything can happen. I think they will come out of top, honestly. Mm, I mean, the top four race is getting interesting at the moment. In fact, the part of the finish in the top four involved four sides. Bayern Leverkusen, 45 points. RB Leipzig, 44. Freiburg, 44 points. And Offenheim, 44 points. And all teams have played the same number of games. Interesting times in the German Bundesliga. Yes, Next weekend, next week in the yes, the sound football preview show, we shall be talking about the 
top four races in the top five leagues in Europe. As we, as we know, that there shall be international break in the forthcoming weekend. This is how the Bundesliga table looks like at the moment. Bayern Munich, not sitting comfortably, not that comf- they are not that comfortable on top of the log. 60 points out of 26 games. That is only four points more than Borussia Dortmund, who have earned 56 points. Bayern Leverkusen sits in third, 45 points out of 26 games, while RB Leipzig occupies the last Champions League position, 44 points out of 26 rounds of games. Yes. Let's go to the Uber Eats League, otherwise called the French League, the Horn League, Ubi's most favorite league. <laughs> Yes, Toby, there's a big encounter going down in the Bundes. Yes, in the Uber East League this weekend. Well, that is if you want to consider what has happened in yes, in the last couple of years. Monaco will playing host to Paris Saint Germain. I mean, Toby is in Monaco side who have just won just one out of their last five games. Just to show you how far and how well this Monaco side have come. They will playing host to I mean, a, an unpredictable Paris Saint-Germain side who have who have just two wins in their last four games. I mean, what do we what should we be expecting? Like like you said, the, the gap the gap in the league table just further strengthens the points as one has fallen from the top and the other one has strengthened its position at the top. Paris Saint-Germain strengthens its position at the top of the at, at the top of the affairs at the hem of the affairs rather. Why Monaco could not most of the cash strengthen their own position and strengthen their yeah, that 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 sits at the top of the table. Um, I really don't think this match is going to be all uh, entertaining. This is not 2017 where Monaco had Mbappe, um, Benalciva, and the likes and Jerry Rodriguez. This is a Monaco side that's that, that fronts Ben Yeda and some other little little boys of campus. So I I really don't think um they will have anything to offer against this price and German. Except price and German is trying to be in their own characteristic way of. Disappointing when it matters the most, but then I don't think they will disappoint when it matters. I think they, they are already run away winners of this league. So this, this is just um like a show of of this is, this is going to be a show, just be an exhibition of price in German. That's if they don't disappoint. Mm. Another interesting encounter to look up to. I mean to look forward to over the weekend in the Obice League. Be going down between second place Marseille, who have 50 points out of 28 games, and third place Nice. Who have, who have just who have 50 points also out of 28 games. In fact, no points separate these two sides. And it should be going down at the Velodrome with Marseille playing at home. I mean, this should be um, I mean, I mean, this should be an advantage for judges uh, for judges San Paulis men to be. This is this is not this is not any advantage. Like I've said in series of uh, podcast segments. This Lille side, this um, this nice side, they are. I personally, to me, I think they are the best side in the league. Honestly, ah. the men are the best, are the best side in the league. Forget what they're seeing on that log table. What they're seeing on that log table is effect of money. This is money buying you the league. But put yes. that side. This Gatia side, they, they, they dispatch PSG off now. They did. Gatia side dispatched mass. Two points and put them. Two times this season. They beat them in the cup. 
and I think they beat them in the cup. Sorry, they beat them in the cup and they drew the match. Yes, they drew a match in the league. Yes, they beat them in the cup and they, but so eh? They go use down on carry league. I, I didn't get that for Bojuris. They go use down on carry league. No, they they not use on carry league now, but then they they not use on carry league. But then I I need, I need to say these things. These guys have been they've been brilliant this season, and I feel like next season they will come out stronger and. They, 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 they've laid a precedent. Next season, they will work on the precedent because this precedent is not a serious part. If precedent is here at the end of the year, next season, it's going to be everything is going to crash it down for PSG, honestly. But coming back to this match, I, I'll be giving a nice a victory over Marseille. Irrespective of the fact that it's Marseille, I'll, I'll be giving a nice victory. For hmm. I mean, that is nice against to win emphatically. Two goals to them. Wow. That's the best analysis from Toby, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, fourth place wrong. Runs will be playing all the maids. The maids side who are fighting with division at the moment, they are fighting for their lives. No wins in their last six games. Drawn four, lost two out of their last six games. I mean, Toby, before we finish the show, I mean, can we talk some FA Cup actions that shall be going down in England, shall we? I mean, to be okay. Yes, let's talk some FA Cup actions. The FA Cup, the oldest club competition in England. Yes, that's really the quarterfinal stage. So eight teams are left in the tournament. Yes, Middlesbrough, we playing us to Chelsea. This is Middlesbrough side that have dispatched Manchester United. And of course, Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, Chelsea have got to be very careful, Toby. Yeah, Chelsea have got to be careful. They have to be very wary of them. But then, like I've said severally, I feel like this is a game, this core competition I made for Tuchel. He knows how to set his team up for knockout games. He knows how to set his team up for knockout games. So uh, it shouldn't really be a problem. This guy knows his boys. He knows what he can offer. But then... um. Middlesbrough, they have this surprise, um, su- su- surprise feature. Anything can go wrong. If anything goes wrong, Middlesbrough must give me their hands. But if it doesn't go wrong, if everything goes according to plan, then oh well, it's it's just fine. Middlesbrough when enjoy themselves just like the way they enjoy themselves against Tottenham. But then this is Chelsea, and Chelsea knows how to play knockout football on that feature. Manchester City. Yes, we'll be facing Southampton at the St. Mary's. St. Yes, Southampton at the St. Mary's are proven, are proven to be tough not to crack for Pep Guardiola. Yes, in time past, can Southampton knock out Manchester City to be? If Salisu is as motivated as he was in the last encounter, I feel like Southampton has what it takes. If, if these guys are very organized, they, they are level-headed, they are organized, and set the eye on it, though. They can achieve this because if, if like you said, at the Southampton's um efforts, I mean, Man City has had, had a couple of problems dispatching them at home. So it, it 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 is it is it is their game to lose honestly because if they take the game to Manchester City, they might lose the game. But if they settle down, relax themselves, and feel like feel at home and do what they do best against Manchester City, I feel like they they will, they will come out with something in this encounter because over the couple of years, over the past games against Manchester City at home. But I think usually the, the master usually struggles against them. Struggle against them, sorry. Mm. Nottingham Forest, we're playing also to inform Liverpool. Trade victory for Liverpool. 
I, I would have said straight with it for Liverpool, but I said straight with it for Arsenal also in my head back then. I look at what they did to Arsenal. They embarrassed them. But then you know, you know, you know, Klopp has this habit of using um Fila's team, using young boys, reserved team for the cup game. So this game, it depends on the lineup Klopp sets. I really don't think um if the young boys, if, if he uses the reserve, I don't think the reserve team has what it takes to dispatch the team first. But if he uses um the bench boys, the guys in the second team, like the um, Origi and the legs. Mixes them with some of these reserve team boys. They, um, they could still stand a chance, but irrespective of the fact that City Liverpool will win the game, if they don't use their reserve boys, Liverpool will win the game. But if they do, it's going to be a tricky aspect. All right. At the Sellers Park, Crystal Palace will playing O's to troubled Everton. This is where we shall be joining the comments on the show. Do not forget, we shall return with the Sun Review podcast. We shall be dropping on Monday. Where we shall be taking a look back. At the, games, at the games that went down in top five leagues in Europe over the weekend. Do have a great week. Arios. Hey, 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 hey.